Brady Corbet, the director of The Childhood of a Leader, and you're listening to FilmWax Radio. Do you remember that time there was that awful storm in July? When I was seven? I think it was a couple days after the fourth, after the party. You told me I couldn't go swimming because the weather was supposed to get really bad. But I had just gotten that new swimsuit, so I decided to go anyway. You been crying? I'm playing our song right now. We have a song. It was playing in the elevator the first time we saw each other. Don't you remember? I remember the light. We had seemed to flash everything at the bottom of the lake. So that just for a minute, I could see clearly. So clearly. Almost like I was the only one who could see it at all. It's just funny how it's so hard to part with something. Even when you already know how it's going to end. Hey everybody, this is Adam Shartoff, your host of FilmWax Radio. It's Thursday, August 23rd, 2018. This is episode 504 of the podcast. I hope everyone's well. Let's see, this is the second episode of the week, one of those weeks, uh, because I didn't want to leave out uh, a conversation that uh, you're going to hear with uh, a friend of mine named Frank Mosley. He is a uh, actor who's uh, starred in countless independent films, shorts, and features. And what fewer people know, maybe, uh, about Frank is that he is a director as well, and a mighty fine director uh, of films as well. So uh, the uh, Spectacle Theater, located in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, uh, and specifically at 124 South 3rd Street, uh, just off Bedford Avenue, is uh, going to present a uh, retrospective of his directorial works, so which includes a feature and a number of shorts. And that all begins this weekend. So I was uh, motivated to get this conversation online and uh, out there uh, by today. Uh, actually, the, uh, for those familiar with this podcast, you may recall that Frank was on not that long ago, almost 100 episodes back, episode 417, uh, where we talked about uh, a feature that he was acting in called Some Beasts, and as well as other work, uh, and just about 
I, I suppose what it is to be an actor these days in, on the independent film landscape, I guess you could say. Anyway, he's back, and we're going to talk a little bit more about his directing projects on this episode. The uh, retrospective is called A Fortnight with Frank Mosley, and if you go to spectacletheater.com, you can find it. Uh, and it all begins on Saturday, August 25th at 7 p.m. at 7 o'clock in the evening. And Frank will be at the Spectacle Theater um, that evening to meet his audience, to introduce his films, and to do Q&As. He'll be showing the feature Her Wilderness, as well as several shorts, and then throughout the next three weeks, I guess, isn't that what a fortnight is? They'll be uh, running these films. Uh, you got to check out the calendar. Go to spectacletheater.com. Uh, I met Frank years ago. I don't know, five years ago? I'm not sure. Maybe more than that. Through film projects uh, that I was familiar with, somehow or other, I don't even remember exactly how we, but we had common friends and we met each other on Facebook initially. And then right away, we both discovered that we were sitting next to each other, essentially, at uh, an Alamo draft house in, in Austin, Texas, at South by Southwest. And we ended up sitting through several films together, at least. And over the years, we've had the pleasure to meet up and or run into each other, and he's a sweetheart, and uh, I consider him a, a, a talent, and equally as important, I think, just a champion of art film making, I guess you could say. There are very few people I've met with his commitment and passion around making films that, that matter, and that are risky, uh, artistically risky, and um, meaningful and authentic. So I know that sounds rather lofty, uh, but it's the truth. It applies. Uh, Frank has gone on to act in uh, many movies, as I mentioned. I mentioned Some Beasts, but he's also been in either larger roles or supporting roles in a number of other um, uh, great films, including, for instance, Ain't Them Body Saints, Upstream Color, Person to Person, and uh, most recently, Thunder Road, directed by Jim Cummings. But what we're going to talk about on this conversation primarily, uh, again, is his f directorial efforts, which uh, includes, uh, at least as far as this retrospective is concerned, uh, shorts called Spider Veins, Parthenon, Casa de mi Madre, and again, his feature, Her Wilderness. Uh, so let's get right to it. No outro on this episode, but here it is. The returning Frank Mosley on Filmwax Radio. Adam, hi. How are you? All right, how are you? Good, man. What's going on? How you been? Okay, it's kind of a quiet, it's like the real quiet time, fortunately, so. Good. Yeah. The air conditioning has to be off, so I can't drink hot liquor. Oh, you know what I have here? What? Oh, yeah, there you go. You need that to, uh, to... <laughs> man, you know, I've never been to Nashville. Oh, no? The, Nash the Nashville Film Fest. Hmm. You should go. You know, it's programmed, I have to be careful how I say these things, right? It's a great festival, so let me just get that out of the way. Yeah. But, you know, if you go to South by Southwest as, like, your 
you may do like every year or two or so, right? You make it there unless you have work, I assume. Or, uh, right. And you go to like the Dallas International and you go into a couple of others. You're going to see kind of similar titles. So, you know, it, it does have that. But what, 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 of course, it's just, you, you know, it has Nashville and the people that run it, which is the real perk there, you know. Right. But you could go to some other festivals and experience a lot of the same titles. I mean, that's great. I mean, that's some beast played there. Right. Um, and I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Cameron Nelson. Remember that. With, like with the DP or something. But I always wanted to go check it out. I still yeah. never been to any Memphis either. Well, I haven't been there either. I'm, I'd love to go to that. I hear we'll that's have to, Yeah, we'll have to synchronize. Yeah, you and I need to definitely do that. Hold on, let me put the uh, dog out over here. Penny, come oh, in. Let me see the dog. Yeah, let me show you the dog here. You can get a, you can get a picture. Oh, that's true. Oh, my God. Is that a beagle? Uh, she's got like a border collie mix. Okay. She's a mutt. Yeah, she's beautiful. Nine. Those. Are, hi, hey. sweetheart. What's the dog's name? Oh, that's a cute dog. Thanks, man. I'm going to shut her off. Anyway, otherwise she'll be jumping in the seat with us. Mm-hmm. That would be all right with me. I'm begging for treats. I'm sure I've had dogs on the podcast before. You need uh. to get Michael Tully's dog. Poppy. Oh, I, I don't didn't know even know he had a dog. Man, he has this Instagram feed just of his dog. He Poppy, does. Oh, Chihuahua. Oh, I'll ch- oh, okay. Well, there. <laughs> Poppy's going to be taking a back seat very shortly. Uh oh. Next month. Oh yeah. You what? Next month. What do you mean? What do you mean? The, well, they're they're having a baby. Oh yeah! For a minute, I thought you meant something else, like they're getting oh. another dog, or they're. Oh no 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 no! They're oh they're awesome. getting another they're getting somebody else. All right, it's gonna. Oh yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I when I when Jacob, my son, was born, we also had had a dog who's yeah we got a year before, and um, you know they they're they're uh, you you know nine out of ten dogs are not gonna have a problem with that. They they're actually it's just another person they can love. So you know right. Actually, that dog is still alive. No shit. Yeah, it's a pure breed, and she's fifteen, and she's still, still. I mean, she's not in my care. She's with him, one of my one, of, <laughs> one of my exes. But yeah, she's being treated very, very, very well there. So I do. Well, that's good. Yeah, as long as the dog's being. Oh yeah, no, it was the right thing to do given the circumstances. I I'm glad. I know she's in really great hands. Good. Yeah. So you're right now. You're in your Dallas home. Uh, in Austin. Oh, you're in Austin? Austin. Wait, yeah. did you relocate there at some point, and I didn't realize that? We did uh, about three years ago. Wait a minute, three here. years ago? Yeah, about three years ago we moved here uh, for work. Meg got a job here. Oh, okay. So we moved here, and then, um, but funny enough, now we decided we're going to move back to Dallas All in right, about well, a month. I can't. So you're actually catching me on the tail end of my my stay here in Austin. Oh, are you sad to go, or...? Yeah, it's mixed feelings, you know. Like on one hand, we'll get to be near our old friends in Dallas, and our both our families are out there. So okay, that's great. Right. Um, and it, we'll save a little money that way. Sure. Yeah. But mixed feelings. But so how, you were there for about three years. Oh wow, you're in Texas. That's all that matters. Yeah, I'm in Texas. I'm in Texas. We need. So I'll still be able to hang out with you when you come for uh, South by. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, you know, I never know at this point if I'll be there. Uh, right. And I actually, w- I was kind of considering pitching a panel, but then I realized I, 
uh, well, I missed the date. You know, I just it just fell off my radar. And then I realized, right. I, unless I'm committing and I know I'm going to be there. And, you know, if I'm working full time or something, I can't go. And I mean, it's just not worth it to me to go for like a short weekend. Yeah. It's too much. You know what I mean? I wouldn't yeah, be able to. It can be. I mean, my, my thing is, I feel like the older I get, I hit a threshold of like, I can't do it anymore. Like I like after three days, yeah, four days, I'm done. I can't do a week or oh, well, I, I sort of steam. Oh, well, I'm sort of the other way. I like the longer time because mm-hmm. I can see more stuff and more stuff, but fewer each day. Or you know, what I mean, like I don't feel as much like I have to pack it in. I That's pref- a good point. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I've not gone to Sundance or Cannes, for instance. So, though I was at Toronto, where you'd feel compelled to see. Right a lot of stuff in the course of it. But I tor- I, t- I don't like to really see more than three films a day. I mean, you know? Me too. I mean, I can't do... I think that's what I mean is I get so burnt out. Like, yeah. I can't, do, right. I can't do more than that. Right. And then, like, I guess, like, the, the socializing after a while, like, it's just so packed. That's true. Yeah. I just... So maybe I'll take a cue from you and, like, just do it, like, four hours a day, five hours a day, and the rest of the day you just chill out. Yeah, I mean, it, that makes sense. Depending on the festival, sometimes I'll go and I I barely see anything because I'm there to I'm sort of podcasting more, right? And so I have to see stuff beforehand, you know. And then I I just because of the timing of it's very hard for me because I'm trying to schedule the films, but also the podcasting. So like this past time at South by this last spring was good be, or winter be, was good because I had actually had seen quite a few of the films before i got there and i realized then i could i had more uh was able to maneuver more and 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 modify my schedule on the fly because it's 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 very unpredictable trying to get people yeah you know because it's it's just very ahead of time you can you can do it to some degree but it's with some of the publicists but when you're trying to do too many there's so many moving yeah and then you're just missing films because yeah so it's a kind of a mixed bag, you know. And then there's other festivals now where I just didn't like. I went to the Lighthouse International Film Lighthouse. Festival. It's on. Where's that? It's in New Jersey. It's on an island, though, off the off the coast. So it's it's. it's you oh, sh- wow, you need to cool. go to that one. I want to check that out. You should what go. It was fantastic. It's in and it's in the uh, early summer, late. Spring. Oh wow! I think it was in June. Yeah, it was okay. fantastic. Uh, you know, I was hanging out with owner. He was showing um, misogynists there. Yeah. And um, I don't want to see that. I'm dying to see that. Yeah, I'm interested what you'll think of it. It's interesting that film is is most obnoxious in some ways because you know it's, it takes all takes place on the eve of the election, the 2016 right. election, and you know there it's 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 pushy. You know, it's like it, it pushes buttons, and then but the Q and A's. I've seen, I was at the Hamptons, where I saw it at the Hamptons last fall, and then I saw, I ran into him at Montclair, where he showed it, and then yeah. again at Lighthouse, and the audiences, I didn't sit through the Q&As all the time, but the audiences, there were older people from the communities. Right. It wasn't just film industry people, and they really liked Owner, responded to the film very positively, even though it rankled them to some degree. Politically, you know, but they also really were engaged and it was interesting to see that. Whereas I think some of his earlier films, like they wouldn't have, they would just probably walked out of Summer of Blood or something like that. You know, anyway, 
um, I'm gonna have to take a little time off from some festivals for a little bit because uh, yeah, um, yeah, I got. I'm trying to ra- ra- wrangle a lot of work right now. I'm going into an expensive period, so I need to do that. Focus on that. I understand, man. You do uh, what you got to do. I was on the New York Film Festival screening committee, so I'm gonna. Well, that's great. So I'm definitely gonna be at that, and I'll and that'll be great. And you know, I'll I'll see if you, there's so many, and then I'll go to the Hamptons probably, and because that's nearby, you know. I still never been to the Hamptons either. I yeah, want to go to the Hamptons, the Film Fest there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fun. Well, one day the timing will work out, and you'll do it. Yeah. You know, we'll get, we'll get, we'll figure out how to, it's, there's a bus that goes out there, you know, it's called the Jitney and it's easy to get to and that you just need to figure out lodgings, um, which is like anywhere, you know, it's a little bit tricky, but it always works out. There's always, right. a, there's always a bed. It's true. You know, always, <laughs> I was, aware, I, I was concerned that this, pl- the lighthouse is on this island called Long Beach Island yeah. and it's this really, really narrow, but really long, it's, I think eight miles yeah i think it is like eight miles long Uh, i gotta look it up but it's it's very narrow from bay to ocean it's like you know just like maybe at the widest half a mile or so i don't know anyway and we got we i got put up in this house with uh, because there's no press goes to it you know so they just they treated me really well Right. And they put the me up dress. with, and they put me up. My friend had a film there. My friend uh, Jeremy Workman had a documentary called "The The World Before Your Feet," which is currently in the, the still in festivals. And um, and he we shared a house right on the right like steps from the beach. You know. Oh my god. Yeah, it was man. great, and the weather That's was great. great. Yeah, and the weather was really good, <clears throat> and um, and we had this little cottage, but uh, there were like three rooms. Two of the rooms had two twin beds i mean it was just so much space i realized uh, next year i'm going uh, you, you should definitely come but i'm going to try to go every year yeah, now man. it's so easy to get to there you know I, I figured next year just bring my kid because even if he doesn't go that's to any films idea. he could just hang out on the beach who cares you know that's a great idea man. yeah that's great yeah that's great so anyway man you just talked me into it i definitely got to find a way to go well well subscribe to you have a long time you know you won't just have moved to da- right. back to Dallas, so you'll exactly. have a, you'll have like you know a good nine ten months to kind of figure it out. But yeah, just look it up. And they the programmer is very good. They they played. It's a very small festival. You know, it's just very easygoing. And um, you know, I don't know how many features, but not a lot. And um, I went to some shorts, and I didn't really do anything there. I just yeah, you know, I just sort of did some social media around it. I don't think I even interviewed anybody. I was gonna, I offered to, but. It was hard. I was going to offer to uh, interview the, uh, the, you know, the director, and, and I'll probably do it like before next year's festival, ahead right. of, ahead of time. So, anyway, but that that's I'm okay. going on and on about it. Um, no, that's good. You just convinced me. Yeah, get on there. Are just get part, on their mailing. You part of the team there? You get no, I know, right? Yeah, no, get on their mailing list. Check it out. Yeah, it's it's a it's just such a pretty and it's a pretty place, and they really take good care of all their guests. It's like that's great. One of those festivals. Good. You know, I like. I mean, those are sometimes all too rare. Surprisingly, yeah. Surprisingly, yeah, but yeah. Well, you know, I think a lot of festivals try to get big or to the size where they're really on the map. You know, and who can blame them? But you know, because sure. they're competing for the great film, the titles. You know, and so they kind of have to attract a lot of filmmakers. It's difficult. This festival, uh, you know, that was their biggest, I'd say, challenge was getting people down there. Right. They just didn't get that right. many filmmakers. So, you know, 
So those who do go, I mean, I mean, if they keep, it's hard because they're kind of off the beaten path. They, you know, it's off an, on an island, which you can drive onto from a bridge. It's not like you have to take a ferry. But still, I think it's, it's, get, it's, hard, for, it's hard to get people to go there still, even though it's very close to New York. It's, so I think that's, but once they start figuring out how to get people over there, then the, you know, then of course, yeah. then the, the, the charm part might not be there anymore. But I don't of know if course. they're, I don't know if they're, they've only, I think this was their 10th year. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know it was that young. I thought it was older, I guess. Um, unless I'm mistaken, I think it was their 10th festival. I could, yeah. Huh. The, fest, the, the Lighthouse Festival. Lighthouse Festival. What's called Lighthouse International. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Throw that international on there. It changes everything. There were. There were international films. You and I are, are reuniting here on the podcast. That's right. It was, uh, we got together like three years ago. Yeah. I guess I was just a guess. Mm-hmm. In Queen- it, was, it was at the uh, Media Center, IFP Media Center, I think. Yes, that's right. It yeah. was in that cafe or restaurant. That's right. Yep. I was trying to remember exactly where it was. I remember hanging out in Queens that day. Right? Didn't yep. we? Yeah. We yeah. hung out in Queens exactly. and then we, I guess we went over there. And then it was, took like a, I think it took like almost a year until I put it up. It was. And I can't remember what that was tied to. I think we tried to tie it in I don't with know. you doing the one with Heather Kafka. Oh, yeah. Some, some beasts. I think you wanted to release both. They kind of like worked in tandem. That's exactly right. I think that's what it was. That's, and that's what I ended up doing. And I, I think it was around, I guess I just tried to do something with some beasts, I think was the idea. I think that's what I was trying it's to do. Dope. But it kept. And Paul Call was on the episode too. David Call. Is that true? Yeah, I think he was. I think he was. David was. There was an interview with him. Hmm. Oh, we were oh. talking to him about Americana. I think, oh, so. right. It, or his short that he was. Raising cool. money, I think it was raising yeah. money doing a Kickstarter, and so he did. It was a super short like conversation, right? Yeah. I th- it was it was like a call, and I'll do occasionally. I'll I do something so. like, yeah, yeah. Great short, by the way. Did you see that? The, how it turned out? I think I did. It's great, man. It's yeah. really, it's really, really good. Yeah, I remember he was frustrated with some festivals about getting it into some place. I don't remember. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was it's that classic. It's the classic pull, man. Just trying to get your film out there. Yes. <laughs> you would know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and speaking of which, you are getting yeah. your several uh, several of your works out there here in Brooklyn. Yep. In a matter of days. What What's going on? So, Spectacle Theater uh, in Williamsburg has been kind enough to to do this kind of semi-retrospective of my work. Um for a month so they're they're showing it from uh end of august and then like through like the you know middle of september somewhere in there uh, but they're showing my most recent feature her wilderness and they're showing um my most recent three shorts that i made from a directorial uh, standpoint yes yes so if from my directing work mm-hmm. um this is great i mean i've never had anything like that before i've only had my individual films you know screen when they come out at festivals and things like that but to have it play spectacle is really special because I love that theater and I've always wanted to play there. So it's kind of amazing. How did it come about? So I, so Chris Bell. Oh yeah. Um, he, he, you know, writes for the playlist occasionally. He's a great filmmaker and he's a good buddy of mine. He 
he was the first one that was, I remember telling me more about Spectacle and how his cinema club group, he was showing films there, kind of using their space to host. And, and then, uh, you know, I started noticing that I always thought they did mostly like underground, like repertory films. I didn't know they did as many current films. And so it was kind of through Chris that I learned more about it. And so I kind of was keeping an eye on their program more and more. Cut to a couple years later, I get, um, I talked to Caroline Gollum, who programs for them along with Steve McFarland, and they approached me about doing a screening of some of my work. And Caroline, I knew from years ago, she directed a film called Feast of Man that I acted in. Okay. Uh, and so that was how I got to know Caroline. And um, it was a great time on that shoot, but like we, we don't really talk all that often, so it was kind of nice for her to reach out. Mm-hmm. Be like, you know, people know you as a director or as an actor, but not so much as a director. Right. Um, and then she talked to Steve and they said, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, made me very happy. <laughs> so, And it's wonderful. They're putting you up at. They're putting me up. At the at the at one of the fancy hotels, I guess. Oh, are they? Yeah. No, I think it, I think it's, uh, you know, as far as I know, I'm just hanging out with my buddies. You know? OK. I'm crashing with them. They're, they are taking care of me. They're taking care of me. Do you feel like you're more proud of, of one or the other in terms of your directing or your acting? You know, no, man. I, I can't make that distinction um, in terms of what I like more or what I'm more proud of. I, I can't really do that because to me, they're so tied in um, because I it all started when I was a kid. So, I mean, so when I was like six years old, I was that kid making movies. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, the acting was always part of the filmmaking. The filmmaking was always part of the acting. Okay. They so, were... for me, it's it's always been tied in. Right. Know? All right. So, it was in, they were inextricably bound, in other words. Yeah. They're linked. Yeah. Okay. So, I can't really separate so, the two. Okay. But, I mean, you certainly grow and learn Avoided. You know, a lot one from the other. You know? Avoided question. Okay. Just making a note here. <laughs> my, my, my answer is, uh, I like both. There's no Sophie's choice here, Adam. I, uh, Oh, you don't have I to would choose. Pick both. That's yeah. true. You do not have to choose. I so. will say this much though. Um, if yes. this helps at all to uh-huh. me, I haven't, I don't make money off of my film, my films. Like I don't, at this point in my life, at least I'm not a director for hire. I'm not opposed to that idea, but to me, when I make work, I guess there's still kind of a purity to, Sure. Do that because it has to be something. Right. Uh oh. Like the acting. Wait, say that again. Like that last bit. Again. Say that last bit again. Oh, I was saying there's like a purity to my yeah. to my directing in the sense, and I don't mean like what I make is pure, but I mean like in how I look at filmmaking. Um, there's a purity in that it's got to be personal. It means something to me, and it's you know they're art pieces essentially. They're pieces that I just want to make. Whereas the acting has now become my full time. Job. Oh, it has. But yeah. So you're making over the, about over the past two or three years, it's been full time now. Okay. Uh, so does it now? Granted, I know it's feast or famine, and sometimes it's like I know I'm in a on a high now, but I know there's always a slump. You know. Yeah. Well, um, you know my ex-wife, and she she went through this horrible slump just the last. I mean, it's hard to tell because she um, is very visible right now because she's like on uh, Luke Cage or what have you. But oh, that's right. She actually hasn't really worked in months, and it's very stressful. And then she just got some job, finally. Like, she's working, I think, today. But, it, it yeah. you know, months go by, and it's, you know, it's not, it's not a cheap place to live, New York, especially if you're, uh, yeah, two kids, and, you know, it's a, it's a, there's, you know, it's very stressful. Um, yes. So I, I understand your, the dilemma. Um, 
I couldn't do it also without, you know, my partner, Meg. Sure. I mean, like, Her I mean it's like we're in this together. So as a unit, you know, you can, if, when one has a slump, the other can support, which sure. is so helpful. Right. Know? Right. And so, if the other one works full time, their slump is um, less of an issue. <laughs> it's true. It's totally true. I, although Meg for a while was like freelancing. Um, yeah. But not, for, I would say freelance, but she kind of had a, a private practice. So it's like whatever. Okay. Like, right. Yeah, so. sure. So it's all on her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, the the uh, Spectacle Theater, which is located at 124 South Third Street, as you said, in Williamsburg, it's right off Bedford, and you can go and see something for five dollars. Yeah, I don't know where else you can do that, honestly. It did. That's uh, the amazing part. Yeah, and it's the the retrospective is called A Fortnight with Frank Mosley. I like that. A fortnight it starts Saturday, August twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. And I'll be there for that screening. I'll be coming in Parthenon. Uh, for that night. Yeah, okay, just that night? or? Yeah, I'll be coming in just for that first screening uh, to do a Q&A and just to talk with people yeah. about the work. Right. And it's like one of those places where the the screenings really are the catalyst for the conversation. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I think it's that kind of theater where, you know, the Q&A is really kind of the price of admission if you... So you're going to show your short Parthenon, which I had a chance to see. And, uh, I'm just reading over the description. And the Casa de Mi Madre, uh, yeah. which, which I had not, I saw, of course, as well. But I had not, I'm like, wow, where did that one come from? That's the one that you made in Cuba? Yeah, I made that at the, um, this workshop. This, uh, uh, it's called Black Factory Cinema. And they have this workshop that they started doing about five, ten years ago. Where you apply, they, they put out a notice on IndieWire. Oh. And basically they take filmmakers from around the world. And basically they had a, um, it's like a 10-day workshop program where they bring in a, a famed mentor, somebody of note. And the year I was there was Abbas Karastami. Never heard of which him. Was, right, never heard of Karastami. Yeah. Uh, where is he from? <laughs> hero, my hero. Um, really? That was the thing. When I saw his name was on there i said well i gotta apply even though i thought i didn't stand a chance in hell i was like but i gotta do it anyway and i i not only did i get in but my good buddy cameron nelson get out of here also got in yeah. is that right we're, it, we both we both got in did you where was uh that in the relation to the making of some beasts no I, I i mean where was that the year that you got into this um what is it what would you call it oh, a, a school in the timeline class workshop yeah, it was a workshop. So during that, I would what? say it was probably, I, I think some beasts had already been out yeah. about okay. maybe eight months, something like that. Okay. Um, in and the then we did this workshop together at the same time. Okay. So how many people in all were in this workshop? 50. There were 50 people. 50 from and, all around the world. Yeah. I mean, it was only 10 days, but it felt like boot camp. Like, yeah. It felt like it was so involved. You get up every day, you eat, live, breathe, you know, movies. And basically, Kurostami is so approachable and open he just walks around and he goes here's my here's my prompt for you he gives us a theme and then you have to come back and pitch him an idea that he has to approve before you can make your movie so every person all 50 people made their own short over those 10 days what where did you find your madre <laughs> my madre that's the, madre. the question where did i find my madre um so there was this a lot of of the other people there in the program, they use non-actors because where this school was located in Cuba was kind of out in the middle of nowhere. It's like in farmland. Yeah. So they used a lot of farmers into these kind of cinema verite, you know, documentary hybrid pieces. But for me, I was like, look, with my idea, 
it needs an, an actor. Like, it's kind of about acting, in a way. Um, so there was this one day that a bus shuttled in from Havana, and they brought in, like, 20 actors. And, I mean, I don't know who any of these people are. It's like, you know... Of course not. I, I don't have their IMBD. I can't, like, look them up. I don't know what's going on. So, like, so I see them, and they basically go, okay, go find an actor for your, for your film. And so, um, yeah, so I'm standing in the corner, and I see this woman, and I think... Okay, she looks like the part in my head. Like, she could be amazing, but I don't know Spanish. Thankfully, Cameron did. And so I go up to her, and using Cameron as my translator, we essentially pitched her this story. And she has her arms crossed the whole time, and she's just staring at me, like, stoically. Like, she's not blinking yet. She's not looking mm-hmm. at me, not reacting. And I'm, like, jumping around, like, gesticulating, right. you know, wildly, and Cameron's trying to mimic me and really trying to, you know, bring the heat. You Enthusiasm. Know, but yeah, for this for this pitch here. Well, we end the pitch, and I'm like, and then the last line is, bah, like I say, like the punchline. Cameron says it, and like she still doesn't say anything. Like she's just like staring at us. Mm-hmm. And I look at Cameron, I'm like, like we fucked this up. Like this is, she's yeah. not going to do it. And as I'm looking at him, she's reaching over with both hands, and she takes my head in her hands, and she kisses me on the lips. And when she leans back, she has tears in her and she basically says, I got to do the movie. It's an amazing story. You're getting choked it's up right a, now. It's an amazing story. And honestly, I say this with no hyperbole, but that trip, that trip to Cuba and making that film in 10 days and the, the friendships I made with all these people, um, this is one of the best experiences of my life, hands down. Yeah, you got, you're got you getting all emotional. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's a great story. I'm glad I asked about it. Uh, that one's called Casa de Mi Madre. Yeah. And it, for that intense story you just described, it, it results in a 12-minute film. It's pretty... Yeah. But, yeah. you know, that's a great story. And, and Kirstami, I guess he must have you know, passed away not too long after that. He, he did, Adam. He, he died about six months oh, after no. the workshop. Wow. And, and you can imagine when that news broke, our, all 50 of us, we have a private uh, oh. Facebook group. Oh, wow. And so we would write each other, and we're like, oh, my God, did you hear the news? Yeah. And so we all feel so um, bound by that experience. And the thing is, is that everybody helped each other make those movies. Right. You know, and so, like, I, each one of us would work on at least five films over the course of 10 days. You right. Know? Like, Cameron, Cameron shot mine and produced mine, you know, and I produced his. And so everybody's kind of scratched each other's backs to get it done, you know. It's fantastic. Yeah, it really was special. I'm glad you saw that. I, I didn't realize you hadn't seen that, actually. I don't think so, yeah. I think yeah. that was my first time seeing it. I, I, I don't... I did... You know, I had to watch 100 shorts for the New York Film Festival. <laughs> right. So I, I was... But I when I saw it, I was like, oh, great. You know, yeah, it was yeah. very good. It was a great short. Uh, and then uh, your uh, the last of your shorts is Spider Veins, right? Yeah. And that one of the trio is kind of the oldest mm-hmm. um, of them. Um, Though not very old. I, what was that? Though not, not very old. It was, no, no, it was not 2016, old, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but of the three, I guess. But yeah, it's interesting. They all, even though, you know, it takes place in Dallas and then, you know, Parthenon's in New York and then obviously Costume Madras, Cuba, like, to me, they all kind of started to form a loose trilogy which I realized, which was all about 
these kind of these women trying to define themselves through performance, mm-hmm. like like how they actually use the idea. These characters use the idea of performance um, in a given space mm-hmm. to to reveal something of themselves that otherwise they wouldn't. Um, and so I noticed these themes that were in my work, and then I realized it was coming out. And so those three films to me kind of formed a little a trio, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Also, so, you made them. I made them. I did make. There's that part of the trilogy as well. That is true. But you know, sometimes you make a movie, and it's like you have, you know, each film can be totally different thematically. But to me, I guess I sat back and I looked at these three, and I'm like, oh, like at their core, they're about the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like all, they're like even though they're in different places and the story's different, it's really about the same thing. I understand. Yeah. Um. And then her wilderness uh, is the um, I guess you could call it a a, a feature. It's over an hour, it's, yeah, but it's just a lean barely. Feature. It's a lean. It's kind of in that wave of new features that are coming back. You know, like Ricky D'Ambrose's new feature, and I just there's a lot of other. I just hung out with him yesterday. Oh, good. how is he? I haven't seen him. Before. I didn't know him. I mean, he's got a feature coming out in a few days. Uh oh. So that's the one I was talking about. Notes on an appearance. Yeah, I did. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, did, was it you that put, mentioned that to me? Maybe I don't know. Anyway, maybe I did. But anyway, yeah, I, the I point is, is I, I was. Do you know Dan Salit? Yeah. He, so I was on the, the on the the set of his film yesterday. Nice. He was shooting his last day. Fourteen. Hmm. Fourteen, right? It's fourteen. Oh, I didn't even. I, I, I'm embarrassed to say I didn't even realize he had a title for it. I no, didn't. maybe he, maybe he didn't say anything. Either. Well, I mean, I was out of the. Uh, uh, you know, we hadn't been in touch for a little while, and um, he was looking for some extras. And I, I don't do a lot of extra stuff. You know, I right. uh, I, te- I just find it's hard to schedule a, a day like that, and um, it's a lot of you know a lot of usually time for for doing very little. But um, you know, he, I really like his work. You know, I mean, his I loved I loved his film he did with Tally, the unspeakable uh, act. Yeah, no, that was a brilliant film. It was my introduction to his yeah. work. I've seen two of his other films, uh, you know, subsequently. But and she's in she she you know she's in this film. She's, she's right. the, one of the two lead actors in this. So we spent the day. That was nice and. Um, you know, it all took place in it. This last, uh, this scene was shot it, all in a funeral home. So we spent the yeah. entire day in this funeral home yesterday, and uh, it was cool. I just wanted to sort of experience. I think that the draw for me is, well, I'm willing to still do that kind of thing. It has to. It depends on who the filmmaker is, of course, because it's like I just uh, want to experience what it is to be on that set and just watch this filmmaker working. And I did it with Iris Sachs, an owner, of course, I was in the film, but like uh, one or two other people. And because I'm I'm, I'm watching how they how they work. And it's it's very informative as well as exciting to watch certain filmmakers. But I learn also by watching because I'm actually, you know, I kind of gearing up towards eventually towards doing something like that. And I have, you know, off off topic but i have a short documentary that i'm preparing right now but uh that's awesome yeah that's great but and i want to see it oh yeah yeah well i mean i put an ad up uh on craigslist for particular people i'm looking for even though it's a documentary for subjects uh, to talk about a particular 
experience, a shared experience, and I've been in that filtering process. And I'll probably have to put the ad up again because it's already been about a month because I, you know, I thought it'd be a little easier to find the people I need, but uh, it's taking a while. Right. But once I have it, it, I think it'll move fast because it's just, just hearing people's stories. That's all it's going to be. That's great. That's exciting. And then, um, yeah. And then I have a, a screenplay, which I'll tell you about when I, if I see you in Brooklyn, which I assume I will. But, and I'm not, I have no plans on directing this. This, this would, I wouldn't be able to do it. But um, it would be still great, exciting to be on, on a set like that and see something, you know, that I've written made. I that's, mean, that's great. Man. That's a big goal. Yeah, I, I don't have a title for it yet. It's too, I haven't been able to figure it out. Since it's my first real screenplay, I'm struggling a little. You know, it's a little difficult. I was hoping to have sure. a first draft done by the time my kid comes home from summer camp. Right. But no it's such. I don't think it'll get there that quick. But <laughs> but, but it's I, I it's hard. I just have so little. Uh, it's it's in the formatting and the, you know, it's like I just, it's I'm trying to figure out how you do it. Um, yeah. You know, so it's a it's a challenge. But I have, and then I realize, oh, I have to go back and fix this part of the story because I changed my mind about certain decisions. I I know you must know what that that's about. Totally. Where totally. you you're you know all of a sudden mm, this no longer makes sense to have this person meet, come and meet this person here. They need to go to their place and meet them. Just right. like something like that. And then you got to go back and rewrite the scene because it just does no longer make sense in the way you originally conceived of it. So exactly. Yeah. It's a tricky, it's a game. It's a game. <laughs> yeah. And it's gratifying cause you're figuring these things out, but then you got to apply them to the script itself. Yeah. So it's, can you give me just, just a hint of what it's about? Like just like a, take, Oh no, I'm happy to. Away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy yeah. to actually, cause I, I, I do actually think you would be helpful too. Also. I mean, I can't wait to, to see to see this or to read it, you know, either one. But, yeah, it's exciting. Keep me honest. Keep me, you know, just... I will. I'll be brutal when I, when I uh, yeah. you know... Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I'm ready down the road. Yeah. Well, I just... Notes, you know? Now, is that going to be screening when you're up here? Her Wilderness? Yeah. So there... No, no, I know. I wonder if Ricky's yeah. filmed, too. Oh, I don't know, actually. Because um, I think that's opening on the... S- I think he said it was... Because I really just met him. I think it's opening on the seventeenth. So. Nice. I mean, you should, man. His shorts, I've always been a fan of, and his feature is like kind of a culmination to me. It feels like of his shorts, but uh, yeah, I mean, you should definitely see it if you haven't. It's really wonderful. Okay, I'll try to get in there, but it might be, and if it's a one-week run, the last day could be the day you're starting. Yours. No, yours oh, starts yeah. on the twenty-fifth. Scratch that. Yeah. Scratch that. Okay. Yeah, unless he's doing a two-week run or something, mm. which is unlikely. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, her her wilderness there. Um, I think they're only showing my my shorts um, once or twice in the block, but they're showing yeah. my feature. I think the full month at Spectacle. Right. Um, and it's cool to have that screening because that I mean that's that feature. Um, the last time it played. In New York was through Kinescope, which is now one of its distributors. It's on Fandor and it's on Kinescope. But uh, Kinescope 
did like a screening at the new school. And that yep. was back in like 2015. I remember. Yeah, when yeah. when you were doing something with when you were doing something with yeah, when Pablo uh, screened yeah. that and he's he's done the podcast a couple of times. Yeah, he's a great guy. But uh yeah, so I'm excited they're showing, you know, the feature so more people can see it. Great. Yeah. And, and so what what is the appeal of experimental experimental film? Cuz it seems like essentially these are works of of experimentalism. Yeah, um, I mean that's a with good the question. form with narrative. I, yeah, I don't always really um, think about that. Like going in, like I'm going to make an experimental film. It's more like, for me, I I love narrative. But my thing is that I like narrative that's done in a way that feels different or or takes some turns and curves that we don't see coming or structurally. I'm a big structuralist in terms of like what can you do to upheave expectations but to bring the themes together more because sometimes if it's a if it's a high concept piece then your themes are really the stars of the movie well, I say sometimes the themes are the me, stars at least with experimental films that yeah. I make the themes are the stars of the film right. it's not the the roles or the plot um, but it's about the ideas that come to the surface mm-hmm. you know and uh, so I think that's why I like it because in, in some ways they're kind of like brush strokes you know, films, because you're not worried about the A to B to C to D. It's more about how can I just connect these things visually. Mm-hmm. I just, for me, it's like it's a way to do these kind of brush strokes of, of motifs and almost like tone poems, you know? So yeah. it's like writing, to- write different writing poetry than it is a short story or something like that, you mm-hmm. know? Um, just trying to express these ideas. Well, I hope they do a good job. I hope those tickets are starting to sell for them, these uh, screens. Thanks. Yeah. You, you bet. So how long are you going to be in New York then? Uh, I'm only going to be in New York for that weekend. Okay. Uh, so I'll be there through the, the Friday through Sunday, the 24th through 26th. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a pretty quick trip just right. for that. Yeah. Um, but you're going to be doing Q&As just for that first night? Or yeah, just for that first weekend. I'll the whole weekend? That. So the next day too, Saturday? And- I think it's just I think it's just screening once a week. Like oh, I see. Weekend. Yeah, so I'll be there just for that first weekend, that okay. day. I see. Oh, for Saturday, in other words. Right. I got. Oh, I got it now. I see. Yeah, right. Saturday, August twenty fifth. Yeah. Right, so, so let I'll me be there for that. Okay. So let me let me rephrase then, so we have a an accurate and uh, clear phrase about it. Frank, you will be here in uh, Brooklyn at the uh, Spectacle to do uh, Q and A's and meet your audience. <laughs> On Saturday, August 25th. Uh, again, they'll be showing all four of these films we've been talking about. Parthenon, Casa de Mi Madre, Spider Veins, and Her Wilderness. Yep, that's right. Yeah. i got to make sure it's in my calendar. Yeah, I'd be, uh, I'm excited to see them all on the big screen. Just kind of back-to-back will be an interesting, uh, interesting experience. I bet. And are you letting your, all your friends in Brooklyn know? Yeah, or in New York? We're about to do a a blast, okay. uh, like a Facebook event page, and uh, I know Spectacle's been sending some things out, some newsletters and things like that. Great. Yeah. Yeah, but we got to tell everybody, come on down to the Spectacle and come see Frank Mosley while you're in town. That'd be wonderful. That'd be wonderful to see everybody. I'm I'm excited to see what people think of this. It was nice of Spectacle to do this because they. As it kind of said, I think in the program notes, they're like, you know, people know you mainly is what you do, which is I act. So I think just to maybe show a different side of me. Absolutely. Nice to do for change, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
It's fantastic. Yeah. You're it's, in. Are you in any of these though? I'm not in any of them. Actually. You're not? I thought I remembered no. you in one of them, but I guess something. No, I, I've acted in stuff on my own before, but honestly, right. I don't. I'm not the biggest fan. Oh, you know what it is? I remember. Acting in my own stuff. I remember the actor. I think in a couple of them at first, there's a very, very slight resemblance. That's what it is. And so oh, then I say, oh, that's not Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not me. No, I, for whatever reason, I like that separation. Um, you know, act for other people and sure. mine, you know, give opportunities to friends or just, you know. Right. That way you can get a full picture. You're totally focused on what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. I think it takes another skill set to do both. Absolutely. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I'm not there yet. I don't think I'm there yet. Um, so I'm working on that. And it may just not be for everybody. It doesn't have yeah. to be, you know? Yeah, it's true. I, you know, you may just want to be totally... Because as a director, you may just want to totally be immersed completely 100%. And that is gratifying. And so why compromise that? Yeah. Exactly. Unless exactly. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. All right. Excellent. All right. So uh, again, come down to Spectacle Theater in in Williamsburg, but you could check out right now spectacletheater.com and then you can see uh on the homepage there is a link for the but we'll put the we'll put the link up on the on the uh, show description and everything Great. else and I'll Thanks, I'll be plugging away for you. Don't worry. I appreciate it, man. Well, Anytime. I hope to see you. Uh, oh, definitely. We'll yeah, figure it out. If you can't make the screening, I'll see you sometime in, you know, that weekend or Yes, something. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You can count on it. We'll probably, I'm sure I'll, I'll be there with a few buddies going out afterwards. You can always meet up with us then. Or something. I would love it. Yeah, totally. Let's Great. make it work out. And I'm just trying to see what, let's see. Oh, I'm on the wrong day here. It's blushed. Okay. I'm, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, like I say, we'll figure it out one way or the other. It's not going to be a problem. I'll definitely see you while you're here. Perfect. Awesome, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. Man. Sure. It was a pleasure. This oh. is great, man. All right. I'll thanks see you in a, for doing see this. In a few, Take care, man. You too. See you in a few days.